All right, welcome back to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, content manager over on over at So-Called Fantasy Experts and founder of FantasySixPack.net. My co-host tonight is AJ Applegarth. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, dude? Welcome back. Yeah, I'm a little sleep deprived. I may forget exactly what I'm saying or talking about a lot. Uh, so <laughs> uh, feel free to chime in anytime. Um, How is that different from uh, any other show here? Ah, you're hilarious, dude. You're <laughs> hilarious. Already <laughs> um, a zinger. Yeah, anyway. Um, dude, so it has been a crazy, crazy, crazy week in the fantasy football world. Um, we we had a whole like lineup set up here, but I feel like it's going to get kind of blown up by even just the news today. Um, but let's, let's do our best to get through as much of this as possible. Um, may have to kind of, you know, veer off the original schedule a little bit as we go. We'll kind of figure it out along the way. Um, you, you ready, you ready to dive into this? Yeah, man, let's just get to it. So, wanted to kind of, you know, we usually go through a little bit of some of the headlines from the previous week. Uh, obviously, the injuries are the biggest news, and we'll get to all of those in a minute. Uh, that's going to take the bulk of the time. Uh, but some of the other headlines that I kind of had noted down was we had some really unexpected low-scoring games. I, I, I didn't get a chance to listen to last week's show all the way through, but – I'm assuming you guys did the, you know, the best fantasy game, worst fantasy game thing that you and I usually do, right? Yeah, we did. And I'm assuming one of those games was the Giant Saints. Yeah, I believe it was actually mine. Yeah, it would have been mine too. Game was ridiculous. I got so mad. <laughs> I, was, I had so many players in that game. You know, between DFS and my multiple fantasy teams, I was yelling at that game. Like, what is happening? I mean, I know the Saints are bad on the road, but my God, that was just stupid. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was a very weak game. I was very disappointed uh, as well, mostly because you know I have Breeze in two of my leagues and was really stoked with what he did in Week One, and then this is what yeah, you follow up with. Yeah, no, just bad. Just bad all around. Um, I mean, 16 to 13. <laughs> that is not what you expected when you saw Giant Saints on the schedule. You were thinking more like, oh, it's going to be 42 to 40. You know, you were thinking really high-scoring game. Neither defense is all that great. Although, I will admit, the Giants defense looks a whole lot better than it did last year. Um, I kind of half expected that, but not this good. Um, yeah, they. Um, I caught a little bit of the NFL Live or whatever the ESPN Daily Show is, and they were talking to uh, Odell Beckham, and he was calling them a, a Super Bowl defense. So, I mean, but they've been playing. They've been playing like one almost. Been uh, playing I mean, real it's hard, good. It's hard not to uh, agree with him there. Um, but yeah, I did have that game as my my selection. Um, I, I did pick correctly on the worst game with the Seattle and L.A. game. What a, an atrocious <laughs> showing that was. Yeah. 
speaking of Seattle, that was one of the other things I want to talk about is what is wrong with Seattle? I mean, they barely pull out the win in week one. Um, you know, just sneaking it out there at the end with a touchdown over the Dolphins. And the Dolphins are not a good football team. Uh, and then this week against the Rams, who got shut out by San Francisco, who just let up 46 points to the Panthers. Hmm. What's going on? I mean, is it is it all Russell? Is it because he's hurt? Is it... The offensive line, is it the lack of a running game? Because Rawls is kind of nursing an injury still. And, I mean, it's Christine Michael. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a a little bit of everything. Um, I I mean, Seattle got off to a slow start last year. So, I'm not ready to phone it in and say that they're, you know, they're, they're done already and they're not making the playoffs and this and that. I mean, they're at least... 500. You know, they're not one of these 0-2 teams that has to dig from that hole, uh, which is a much harder, you know, placement to be able to get to the playoffs once you start 0-2. Um, so, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen anything about Wilson. Uh, it, it does worry me a little bit, you know, for not only his fantasy value, but also, you know, guys on that team like Baldwin and, and Lockett. Um, that are supposed to be his go-to guys, you know. And this is without Jimmy Graham, I feel like. So is he going to come back and then all of a sudden this team is going to click? I I don't know. I mean, I'm not not putting any eggs in the the – in that basket there with Jimmy Graham. It's just – it doesn't seem to be working out for them. But, yeah, the, the Seahawks look like they're a team of trouble. They struggled last year at the beginning of the year. I know that. but And they've, seen, and they've randomly figured things out. But it, it looks way worse this year. Or at least it, it just feels that way. I don't remember them losing. I mean, they did lose both games at L.A. last year, which was funny. Um, but they didn't lose 9-3. to I don't think they did. Um, no, I don't, I don't think it was that. I'm gonna, I'm going to take a wild guess and say it was not 93. So <laughs> one of the other um one of the other things that I want to point out and kind of kind of a sorry pun intended here a dig at me is uh <laughs> is second year wide receiver in, in Minnesota can they can one of them finally be for real? I mean, it's third year in a row. We finally got Stefan Diggs. You know, making a, making some noise here. He had a huge game Sunday night. Uh, yeah. I mean, is this guy for real? Like, where are we moving him up in, like, you know, kind of the rankings area? Like, is he an automatic, like, wide receiver two now the rest of the way? Uh, I mean, I don't know if I'd make the jump to wide receiver two rest of the way yet, um, especially with AP going down, which we'll talk about. But, um, you know, I feel like that's going to put more pressure on their QB carousel, whether it be Bradford or Sean Hill or whatever happens there. Um, I mean, I, I would guess at this point it's going to be Bradford um, unless something happens to him. But, yeah, I mean, his game was ridiculous. And we saw, you know, production like that from him last year 
or or near that. I don't know if he had that good of a game last year at all, but um, I mean, I think he's going to be good, but it depends on what they can do with this running game. Um, and like I said, we'll talk, we'll get into that and, and kind of talk about what's what's going to happen there. But uh, just to correct myself, Jimmy Graham actually did play 55 of 67 snaps Sunday. Um, oh wow! Looks like looks like he played uh, in the first game. He had one reception for 11 yards, but last week he only had three for 42. So he's not necessarily he's still questionable, but he's not necessarily the the answer either. No, definitely not. Um, we we got a couple NFC East quarterback storylines happening here. And I'll start with you and your team, Philadelphia Eagles and Carson Wentz. Dude, how good does this guy look, man? How excited are you? I'd be ecstatic if I was you. This guy looks awesome. Yeah, I believe I heard somewhere, and I don't remember if it was on – on our show, if it was something Tyler mentioned last week or if it was something I heard on ESPN, but they're already calling it Wentzylvania instead of Pennsylvania. You do still have a, a pretty good team across the other side of the state there in Pittsburgh. Um, but Wentz has looked awesome, man. I, I'm definitely fired up for it. I, I love what he's done so far. He's just calm, cool, collected, you know, he, he looks like a veteran player back there and, you know, he's, he's putting up points. He's getting the ball tossed around. I mean, he didn't have a huge game stat wise. Uh, I mean, he only had 190 yards uh, through the air and one touchdown. So that's thanks to Aguilar dropping. Thanks to Aguilar and, and Matthews dropping passes that were laid right in their lap. What's up yeah, there? He he easily could have done much better um than he did from the fantasy standpoint while in a reality standpoint. But the game was twenty nine to fourteen and it really wasn't that close at all. I mean it, Philly just dominated the Bears all all facets of the ball. Um except for special teams because Eddie uh Eddie Royal got his return in. But I love Wentz, man. I, I love what he's done. I'm not trying to get myself too hyped up because, you know, that's the silly way. We get really excited, and then if something, you know, not necessarily earth-shattering happens, but a guy has a bad game, he's on, on the, you know, the, the crap list, and nobody wants to deal with him and this and that. But And then your quarterback pukes in the Super Bowl. Wait, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I still feel like the Patriots probably had something to do with that. They they must have given him, you know, a deflated subway <laughs> oh, sub or something. And, and it just, theory. Oh, the, the air was just taken out of him right. because of the sandwich he ate. So, you know, I don't know. Belichick had something up his half sleeve. So, uh, but anyway, we're not talking about DMAC. Um, I mean, he hasn't turned the ball over either. So that's a huge thing to get through your first two games. Not only notch wins, but be able to not turn the ball over. I mean, that's one of the, the biggest keys, I feel like, to every game. If you turn the ball over, if you win the turnover war, you should win the game in theory. 
Um, but the the one thing I, I'm also looking at it as far as me not getting, you know, too overly excited are looking at the teams that he played. Um, you know, Cleveland is obviously in all kinds of disarray. They're one of those 0-2 teams. They're on their third quarterback. Um, and, and Chicago, like I said, we, we just – they just had outplayed. So we'll, we'll have to see what they can what they can put together. Yeah, and then in my in my territory, we got the Redskins quarterback, Kirk Cousins, struggling, throwing interceptions to lose the game against the Cowboys, and now he's got you know people pointing fingers, questioning his ability, you know, the fact that he's making mistakes on the field, all that kind of good stuff. Um. Yeah, I. I mean, hey, I've said it before. I've said it on this show. I don't think Kirk Cousins is that good of a quarterback. I think he played a lot of bad teams at the end of the season last year. The only games he did play that were against relatively good defenses was one Carolina, and they, we all know that they were ridiculous last year. Two was Green Bay. They weren't great, but they were good. And he looked bad against both of them. Just bad. So it's uh it does it surprise me that he's looking like this and we're 0 and two? Not a hundred percent. But I kinda thought that maybe coming out, especially against Dallas, their defense isn't great. Uh, you know, he'd be decent. But he's looked pretty bad both games. Uh, and I don't know. I don't really know what to think about it. I don't think he's this bad. I, I, I don't know if he's got, like, maybe there's too much pressure on him because he's playing for his big contract. But the Skins are looking real smart for not paying this guy long-term money right now. Well, they are. And, uh, you know, he's the one who played that game in banking on himself to be better and to take this one year contract and go ahead and, and, you know, try to play for it. But, you know, he, he's not, it's really been like a tale of two seasons for him too, because, you know, he wasn't that type of player that we saw at the end of last year, the year before. So, you know, it's kind of a, like I said, it's a tale of two seasons, but, you know, he's just not playing for that contract. And if he expects the skins to come back and say, okay, well, yeah, we're definitely going to pay you if you prove it, he's just not proving it right now at all. So I think he, he's got a lot to uh, to show you know, for the rest of this season, he's he's got a little ways to go to uh, to try to make make it work for him. Yeah, I I, I definitely agree. He's got to have to have a bunch of bounce back games here, uh, and you know, string a bunch of them together. You know, if he if we return back and we're six and ten, and you know, everybody looks at fantasy numbers now, so you know, it's easy to say. You know, if he's like the number twenty fantasy quarterback at the end of the year. People are going to go, 
eh, maybe we should just move on. He's not worth it. I mean, hey, who knows? Maybe that means he will get him for like 15 mil a year instead of 20 mil a year. I'd probably do that. Because, um, I mean, unless we're in line to get one of these quarterbacks coming out in college, I, I, I kind of am led to believe that this is going to be a really strong quarterback class coming, you know, coming out of college this year. So I'd be interested to see what the Redskins could do. I don't want them to make a, a trade like they did for RG3, but you know, if they're bad yeah. enough and they're just up there anyway, then maybe you don't sign cousins and you just go with whoever they get. All right. It's a long season. It's kind of early to be talking about that, but it thought has definitely crossed my mind, obviously. So, well, yeah, not to, you know, keep drowning this topic, but that's the other thing, too, is if you look at that, is this going to be a third year straight where we see the first two picks go as quarterback, quarterback? Are we going to see another crazy move to the top of the draft board, you know, like like Philly did and, and L.A. did? Or L.A. might have already had that pick. I thought they moved up a little bit, though, too. Um, so... We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, I think, you know, the, the the last thing to say about it is that the only place he really has to go is up from here. So, yeah, I'd say know, so. Even though, even though I'm not a, a Redskins fan by any means, but, you know, I, I would like to see him play better than he has. Yeah, I guess. I'm actually surprised to hear you say that because <laughs> uh, I do not want to see Wentz play as well as he has. So, sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, I anyway, man, we need to move on. We have a lot, a lot of injury news to talk about. Our list is quite long, and it's going to be longer because there's people I haven't written down. I don't. We don't have it in order, so I'm just going to kind of grab people as I see them in the list here that you made. So first one. Yeah, I just, I just did it by. I know, I know. You just wrote them down. I don't blame you, man. There's so many of them. Yeah. First one, obviously the biggest, Adrian Peterson. Uh, when you wrote this down, there wasn't there wasn't really a whole ton of news on him, just you know saying what it was. But I believe it came out today that it is a torn meniscus. He's going to be out a minimum of three or four months. So pretty much he's out for the year. Okay. Um, Jarrett McKinnon is being called the starter. But, of course, they've got Matt Asiata there. Uh, I mean, what do you – what do you what are you feeling there for for this team? I mean, if you had to go out and get one of these guys, who are you grabbing right now? Well, I think the, the guy I'm going to start with is, is McKinnon because he's obviously going to be the main go-to. Um, I, I do think – I think it's going to be an interesting timeshare, but we, we've seen it before with these two guys. Um, it seems like McKinnon is kind of the, you know, between the 20s, you know, first down option, second down guy, and Asiata is more of a third down and red zone type guy. Um, and really change the pace if, if McKinnon needs a rest. Um, you know, this this just really sucks for Peterson owners because now this is 
the second time in, in what, three years now that he was probably a first-round pick. May have fell into the second a little bit this year. Um, but and, and he's gone. He's gone for the season. So, yep. you know, that that kills your draft. It kills your, you know, faith in this guy. Um, you got to look back and see what he's done, you know, when he came back from his horrific knee tear before. Um, he rushed for almost 2,100 yards. So, <laughs> Well, that's not going to happen again. Can, but <laughs> Yeah, but... I mean, three to four months minimum, he's gone. He's, he's just drop him now and move on. But I, I'm Do looking. Drop at... him in dynasty leagues. That'd be the question. Because I actually own him in dynasty. I don't know what to do. Uh, see, that's that's a tough question uh, to answer. He's gonna be thirty-two I, next I, year. Yeah, I I probably am dropping him in dynasty too. I mean, unless you have the the free space to just hold on hold on to him. Yeah, I mean it's deep enough. I mean, I'm not going to just outright drop him right to second in dynasty, but um, he's definitely sitting on an IR spot for now, and then see what the updates come back. I mean, he's he's putting a lot of faith into being able to get back quick, but. You know, it's another knee injury. Uh, I, I just, you know, once these guys go through it a couple of times, it's hard to it's hard to put a lot of stock in them. Yeah, man, I don't know what to do. It's such a shame. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's a tough one. I, I, I feel bad. It's, I mean, I want to say I feel bad for the guy, but, you know, after what he did, I kind of don't at the same time. <laughs> like the whole thing a couple of seasons ago. Anyway, moving on from that. Uh, let's see here. Danny Woodhead, he is out for the season. Torn ACL. Um, this is going to be the Melvin Gordon show, in my opinion. I don't see really anybody else there picking up the slack. They're talking about completely blanking on his name. But uh, they're talking about another guy there that they could potentially pick up some carries. But he's kind of an unknown right now. Uh, Kenneth Farrow. Farrow. I don't know. It's This is going to be the Melvin Gordon show. And he's looked good so far this season. So I don't see why not just ride it. Yeah, I mean, he, he has looked real good. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of mad at myself for – not picking him up and, and listening to uh, uh, my my boss in the, the couple league that we're in, you know, together. He went after him and, and wanted to go after him on the team we're co-running, and I'm just not having it because of last year. He just he's one of those guys that did horribly for me, and and he burned me. So he's on my list, but. He's, he's proved me wrong this year for sure. Yeah, I I was messing around in friends and family league um, where I, I usually just draft completely random. I just kind of like I pick people out totally out of order just to mess around and I kind of try to not to win, but it seems to always happen. Uh, 
I picked up Melvin Gordon just because I was screwing around. I was like, oh, I don't really like the guy. Let me pick him up. And uh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> kind of backfired. His stock is here. probably higher than it will ever be. So, you know, if you're looking to see him fall back into what he did last year, now's the time to trade him. But with the injury, I, I think, he, like he said, it's his show. He's going to get the lion's share of the carries, and he's going to, you know, I think he's going to produce. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I think he's definitely going to be good. It's definitely, it's just going to get better for him now, I think. Um, other big running backs here, Doug Martin, hamstring, they're calling him, I want to say it's three to four weeks They're they're talking he's going to be out now. And, um cost him three weeks so this is going to be the the charles sims show um they got jacquez rogers you know he might be a change of pace back they got somebody on their depth chart named peyton barber i've never heard of him so you know charles sims i think is gonna get the bulk of the work here maybe with quiz getting some release and change of pace you know type of thing Yeah, sounds like I'm you agree. Really seeing, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was uh, in in mid two. Um, oh. <laughs> I, I don't really know what you know what to make of this one. It, it's not. It doesn't sound like it's a long term thing, but it does give Sims the uh, the chance to show you know show him himself off and show what he can do. So yeah, absolutely. Hopefully he'll. Uh, He'll do something with it, and then, you know, that might cut into what Martin does for the rest of the year, but we'll, we'll see how that pans out. Yeah, I always thought Sims was going to cut into Martin's work anyway this year a little more, and now even more so with this injury. I think I think you're right. Sims is going to show that he can carry more of the load, and when Martin comes back, maybe they'll just, you know, I think it's still Martin's job, unless Sims just completely blows it out of the water. Uh I'm not expecting that, but I think when, when Martin comes back, they might kind of do more of a 50, 50 split instead of what they've been doing. Um, yeah. Another injury. And this one's gotten interesting. Uh, Jonathan Stewart is down and he's going to be out a, f- a couple of weeks himself. And, um, uh, I apologize for not having the exact amount, you know, weeks that these people are going to be out. These literally just got announced like a few hours ago, all of them, it seems like. Um, he's got a hamstring injury. He, Ron Rivera is calling it two to three weeks, maybe four. So who knows, right? Hamstrings can linger. We've seen it happen before. Immediately, everybody's thinking, oh, this is Fozzie Whitaker. When he came in last week, he – was really, really good. Everybody's thinking Fozzie Whitaker, maybe some Cameron Artist Payne mixed in, Tolbert getting the short yardage, right? Seems to make sense. Um, then just a couple hours ago, they re- Ron Rivera says that Cameron Artist Payne is going to be the feature back. So after waivers and everything have gone through, and I picked up Fozzie in a couple different places just because – scrambling around for running backs like everybody else is this week. And now it's Cameron Artist Payne. And because I was out to dinner, I missed out on the Cameron Artist Payne pickup. So that kind of sucks. 
more I think about it, though, like, I don't know if that matters. I mean, I kind of wonder if Cameron Artis Payne is really the guy that you want here. And it, even though he's going to be the feature back, is he still better than Pfizer Whitaker? What do you think? I, I, I don't know if I think he's better. I know we talked <laughs> about him a lot last year as this kind of up-and-coming guy, and Whitaker was there, and Tolbert was there, but they were just, like, very minimal role players, I felt like. But even last year when Stewart went down, he, I mean, Newton just took the team over and put him, you know, on his shoulders and literally ran with it. So I don't know if any of these guys are really going to have that much stock, especially this week against a tough Minnesota defense. Um I mean, Minnesota has yet to allow a rushing touchdown, um, you know, to a running back at least. They haven't given up more than 53 yards in the two games that they've played, you know. And, you know, granted it was Tennessee with their two-headed running running machine of uh, DeMarco Murray and uh, Henry. And then Lacey last week, so... I just think it's going to be a, a trial trial by committee thing going on. Yeah, I, I really I really don't know what to think about that situation. It seems like something I kind of just don't want any part of, but I'm because of some of my teams, I'm forced to dive into it and guess, and hopefully I guess the right guy. But it seems like one of those that – it's going to be a week-to-week thing. They might play hot hand. Like, that's just kind of my guess. And then Jay Stewart's, you know, and then Jonathan Stewart's only gone for, you know, three, four weeks. So as soon as you figure it out, Jonathan Stewart's back and everybody loses the value again. And so be it. So it's kind of one of those, do you really want to go there type of deals? And my feeling, my opinion is not really. Um, unless, you know, you're desperate. You need, you know, you need wins. So I guess if you have to go after it, but, I try not to. Um, another guy that's hurt, and I don't know if we're terribly surprised here, is Aaron Foster, already dealing with a groin injury. I feel like groin injuries follow him every season, and they hold him out for more games than you think they would. Um, you know, we we talked about Jay Ajayi getting – benched or did we did we or did we not i've had the conversation before with people i don't know who i was talking to but jhj actually being benched in week one just inactive yeah. completely. and i think we talked about it a little bit but nothing too yeah. too you know astounding about it and then you know then he then he gets activated last week he didn't look very good when he came in Kenyon drake came in and he looked uh, not great either but i think he scored I believe, but um, I mean, I think Ajay is the guy here, but the Dolphins don't really seem like they're too high on him. I mean, they did go out and draft Drake. They did go out and pick up Foster, even though they had Ajay on their roster. So, excuse me, it does seem like they want Ajay – or they expect Ajayi not to succeed. So it, 
knowing that Foster's out, if you're a Foster owner and, you know, he's only out, you know, maybe this week only, are you going out and picking up a Jai as a spot start this week? Especially knowing it's the Browns. Uh, I mean, yeah, the, the, the fact that he's playing the Browns does help. If I had Jonathan Stewart, Adrian Peterson, and Foster on my, my roster, and I'm really desperate for help, I, I'd probably be going out and looking for him. Um, although I do, I do kind of still feel like they're, you know, he, he's still owned. Um, I mean, just because of coming into the draft, people were still looking at him and they weren't sure about Foster, weren't sure about his injury history. Um, I mean, ESPN showing him at 46.2% owned. So he, he, he may or may not be owned in your league. Um, but I, I think Minnesota just needs to go and paint their field blue uh, and, and he'll start <laughs> playing well again. Um you know, bring him back to to the homeland of Boise State, and uh, you might have to explain that to some people. <laughs> yeah, the, the the blue turf, Smurf turf, in Smurf uh, turf. Boise State is what <laughs> what he played on in his college days, and and he was a hell of a back for them. Um, and uh, I think he's got the talent. I think he can do it. I just think it's a matter of giving him the reps and and getting him you know, going in their system. And they just, mm-hmm. I just don't feel like they've really set him up enough to be successful. I, I mean, he's only got five attempts for 14 yards this year. Yeah. He's only got 54 attempts uh, for 200 yards and uh, 201 yards and a touchdown. And, I mean, that's that's not uh, allowing your your you know, your potentially feature back to play and show what he can do. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And it, and it's funny. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the most added dropped list on the ESPN right now, because you mentioned that just to kind of, I wanted to see if he was on here as somebody whose ownership went up or down and Kenyon Drake's went from 1.9 to 18. So that shows you a lot of what people think about Ajayi. Um, Ajayi is actually wow. not on here. So my guess is that he either was just owned and then nobody did anything with him. It's kind of weird not to see the fact that his – actually, he's on the most dropped players list for running backs. He yeah. went from 55 to 46. What? That's I, I think that's because of all of these injuries. People are looking at their team like, who can I cut? Who's my weak link? Oh, this guy's got 14 yards. See ya. And not necessarily realizing, hey, he could be starting right now. That's um, insane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wow. don't think he should have been dropped that much. No, um, definitely not. But, you know, well, we'll see. And then you got to also look at, you know, when the news on Foster came out. Um, I mean, people knew he got hurt during the game on Sunday. So, it, well, yeah. It can't be so, a surprise, right? It, it shouldn't have been, but 
we've we've talked in the past about uh I don't know if I want to call them non-compliant owners, but people who just don't pay attention and, you know, leave injured guys on their roster and whatnot. Maybe it's the, you know, the reverse. Like I said, with a, a giant, they're just looking at him like, oh, it's that, it's not that, you know, whatever, I'm getting rid of them. Yeah, I, I, I guess, man. I, I don't know. Um, that's, that's an interesting one. Um, so a couple more here. You have a bunch of listed here. I think we're going to skip some of them because they're just kind of meh, or we'll just quickly say their names. But another one that, that I do want to touch on that we don't really know a whole lot about right now is Rashad Jennings. And this one's interesting. He sprained – I think he sprained his thumb on during the game this past weekend. And he's now – he's kind of – he's being listed as day-to-day. They're not really sure. They've wrapped his hand. I mean, that'd be a real problem. So, like, you can't get handoffs and hold the ball with a messed-up thumb, I'm assuming. Um, you know, if, if he doesn't go, I think a lot of people are thinking that Shane Vereen's just going to be the guy. And I, and I agree his workload might go up. But another guy that you really need to keep an eye on is Orleans Darkwa. Uh, Orleans Darkwa is one of those guys that – when he gets no work when the starter is, is, is in there, when Rashad Jennings is in there, he gets no work. Jennings is the, the main workload. He gets the, the bulk of it. And then Vereen gets the passing downs and the change of pace back. Um, but when the main guy goes down, it doesn't mean that Vereen is automatically thrust into that starting role. It's going to be Darkwa. Vereen's going to keep the same role. And, like, this is one of the situations that a lot of fantasy owners, I think, don't understand. And it's not the guys that, like, you or I play with a lot of times. It's, it's like, others that don't realize this, and this is where they get themselves in trouble. I think back to last year when it was, you know, oh, Niall Davis is going to be the guy when Jamal Charles goes down. And, boy, were we wrong. Um, I admit, I fully admit right there, I made that mistake, too. Um but now Davis, not only, you know, they tried to have him be like the change of pace back still, but it just didn't work. And they finally gave up on that, but he wasn't going to be the guy to take over the bulk of those carries. And there's a lot of teams out there like that. Uh, so this is one of those situations to me where Vereen's going to get a boost, but dark was the guy that's going to get the biggest boost. And I still don't know if he's ownable though. Like it's, it's not rosterable in my opinion. What, what's your take there real quick? Hold on. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, Sorry, I was showing you again. Um, should probably yeah, eat dinner I before you do the show. What's that? <laughs> I said maybe you should eat dinner before you get on the show. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Adds to the excitement of the show. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so, what I've been reading on this, uh, it, it sounds like. Jennings isn't really worried about it. He might not practice um, a little bit, and, you know, he's in a cast and whatever, but that should come off, and it sounds like he might even play on Sunday. Um, So if he plays, yeah, I I think, again, you know, Darkwa is going to be kind of a Darkwa horse, and um, he may get some playing time to – if they start, you know, watching his carries, uh, Rashad's carries, 
Um, and, and if Marine goes off and then needs a change of pace and Rashad's not necessarily feeling it, um, it, it could be uh, it could be an interesting you know scenario of what we got going on here. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really I'm not targeting anything there. I'm not getting overly excited. I think Jennings will be back soon, just like you said. Um, another situation to pay attention to. And I think this one's kind of flown under the radar a little bit is Amir Abdullah. He left the game with a foot sprain, but I believe he is going to be missing about eight weeks. Yes, eight weeks. He's missing at least eight weeks here. So this is a prime situation here. Same thing as New York guys and gals. Um, Theo Riddick, I don't think his role changes. I think he still stays the third down back, the change of pace back, same type of thing as Vereen. He's still going to be valuable. Don't get me wrong. And if anything, he's going to be more valuable because, you know, they can trust him. The guy that gets the most boost here and that I think you need to run out to your waiver wire, he, a lot of people don't know about him, is Dwayne Washington. This guy is big. He He's, in my opinion, more complete back than Amir Abdullah. He's 6'1", 220. You know, Ab- Abdullah's 5'9", 200. So he's got quite a bit more size. Um, you know, this guy could come in and carry the ball quite a bit. He'll get a lot of the goal line stuff. So... This is the guy I want. This is my favorite waiver wire pickup this week is Dwayne Washington. Uh, so you'd like so him over Whitaker, obviously, since Whitaker's not even the guy anymore. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I I'm, I'm kicking myself because last night I started realizing it at like two in the morning that I should have gone after Dwayne Washington, but in so many different leagues and with baby crying in the middle of the night. I'm trying to switch my, my waivers and missed him in like half of my leagues because of it. So I'm kicking myself because of it, but such is the life of being a new parent. Um, so be it. I'll, I'll figure it out. Uh, but this is, this yeah. is the guy that I want. This is the guy that I want this week and maybe it'll blow up in my face. Maybe it's the guy, you know, maybe none of this works out, but all the other situations, it feels like it's a more of a, a cloudy situation. We're not really sure, or the, the main running back can be back in just a few weeks. Um, you know, we, we've talked about the Minnesota situation where it really is a timeshare there. Like even though McKinnon's going to be the guy and I'm doing air quotes, the guy, Asiata is going to be involved, involved heavily. We've seen it before in the past. It's going to happen again. I'd be very surprised if we didn't see Asiata out-carry McKinnon at this point still. It's happened before, even though we think it's going to be McKinnon. Um, this is the guy that I want, though, is Dwayne Washington. I think he's going to have the, you know, he's going to play a big part in this team during the middle part of the season here. All right. Yeah, so, I haven't really read up too much on Washington, but I'm uh, taking your advice here, and I'm dropping Fonzie Whitaker and picking him up. So we'll see how Yes, I would. I definitely would. <laughs> um, done and yeah, done. The thing, the thing with Carolina is there's three guys, and they're all going to get used. There's Cap, 
there's Tolbert, and there's Fozzie Whitaker. Do do you really want to just like deal with that mess? It's crazy. The, to me, I I kind of want no part of that. Um, a couple more quick ones here. Thomas Rawls is dealing with a, a leg contusion. Um, it's not serious, but he also didn't practice today. So this just kind of keeps Christy Michael in the mix. Uh, Procise is still dealing with a, a wrist injury. So he's kind of been, to me, Procise is droppable. Like I've dropped him everywhere. I've had him. So he's, he's done to me. Um, any more, I'm trying to think any more running backs that I've missed here. Running backs obviously stole the show here. Uh, so I'm thinking, no, there's no more running backs. Um, a couple quarterbacks went down though, that we saw, and the first one was Jimmy Garoppolo. He was actually looking like he was going to be fantasy relevant. Like if you were going to stream quarterbacks or at least in DFS, you could use him. Uh, but he got knocked out with a shoulder injury and he's, he's on the shelf for a few weeks. Although I heard something today that the Patriots are actually like really pressuring him to play, but he can barely lift his arm. And they're say, they're saying things like, Oh, well, Tom Brady played through a very similar injury. Like, get real guys like the guy can't lift his arm he can't lift his arm like take a break you know like uh, I um, mean, you went two and oh with jimmy garoppolo you're okay yeah even if you lose the next two games you're getting tom brady back like calm down exactly you thought that you were going to be you know lucky to win two out of the first four games well you've already accomplished that with your backup so you know i i think they've got a tough matchup this week against Houston, but they have only lost to Houston once, and it was a meaningless game, uh, like in the the last week of of the season uh, a couple of years back. So I don't think they're really worried about it much, um, but uh, you know they shouldn't be forcing this guy out onto the field. Play your rookie. You know, it's it's actually you have to do play Edelman. Edelman's apparently or they be could play, the backup. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say, or they could play Edelman. He's he's being polished as the the fourth string quarterback now. <laughs> How funny would that be? Little five six dude running around playing quarterback. He's gonna know, be ridiculously fantasy relevant. He's little dude, but I, I know he's not that little. I just exaggerated that a lot, obviously, but it's uh. That, that that'd be that'd be really funny to see. Um, I'd be all over that. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> he's five ten. He's my height. I think it's, I guess I shouldn't say he just looks a little compared to the rest of the NFL. Although so would I. So, so, so there you go. Um, Josh McCown. He's a shoulder injury. Sounds pretty serious. He can miss several weeks. If not, I mean I, I've even heard possibly the rest of the season. Um, so they. The, right now they've got Cody Kessler coming in there. Um, Do the Browns are a mess. They've lost him. I don't know if you heard about Josh Gordon got subpoenaed. Yep. And like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen there. The NFL saying they're, they, you know, this is a different situation. This is for like alimony payments or something. This isn't, but to me, like <laughs> it's just one more, one more strike on him, dude. It's just, Totally a mess. The guy just can't – he can't catch a break, but, you know, I know he's done a lot of it to himself. Uh, it's, it's not totally all of it. his fault. But 
you know, take the freaking test. Uh, just get it done and over with. If you owe it, man up and, you know, pay out. If not, then you have the proof and you can say, screw you. You know, I'm done with this. But yeah, it, it's another just chink in his armor. And it's a shame because he's such a talented player. He's, you know, absolutely able to blow up, you know, uh, on your team. And it's just a matter of whether or not he's going to get on the field. Yeah, and, and um, one more thing that went bad on, on for the Browns is Corey Coleman broke his broke his hand today, so he's out for the foreseeable future. Who knows what's gonna happen there? And um and so you know, now we're looking at a, a rookie quarterback. We're looking we're looking at a uh their their best receiver being prior. We're looking at you know, the running game is looking okay, I guess, with Crowell there. Uh, but, dude, I'm streaming Miami's defense this week all over the place. Like, are you kidding me? They're going to clean up, or at least they should. If they don't, man, the, they, they are pathetic. I Browns are going to win 42-7. to seven. Wow. <laughs> That's gonna be... In typical Miami Dolphins fashion, they somehow yeah. blow it. That would be hilarious. Oh, you mean we have a gimme game? Oh, okay, cool. Well, the the, <laughs> the Browns win by forfeit. Miami decided not to literally show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a mess down there, man. Um, uh, but back to um, the the Peterson thing, real quick. I just saw on the ticker that apparently Minnesota has also signed uh, Ronnie Hillman. Um, uh, God, so that'll, get out of here. Do not say anything. That'll be interesting him. to see if he ends up on the field with them at all. Um, I think he's probably an emergency back. I can't imagine it being anything. No. I can't imagine it being anything worth a damn. So, no. Hillman's, Hillman's trash. We saw it last year. No. Stay away. I had a friend ask about it, and I just went. He goes, oh, would you drop Jordan Howard? you know, who's kind of gaining steam in Chicago for Ronnie Hellman. No, 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 no. You're, you're crazy. <laughs> Not even close. And he just laughs. He's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Well, we're uh, getting through it on time. So let's just run through some of these last ones. Um, I guess, well, I don't know if I can really say the biggest one, but, the biggest loss uh, for time here is uh, Dante Moncrief. Um, it was blasted all over Twitter today about his injury and, you know, that he'll be out. And uh, Philip Dorsett is looking like, you know, he's going to definitely be the, the, the guy that's coming up. Um, it uh, looks like they still have Josh Cribbs on their roster, so he may be like a dark horse guy. But no, Moncrief will be Dorset. <laughs> Moncrief will be out four to six weeks um, with a fractured scapula. Uh, so hopefully he can uh, he can get back, you know, within that six week time frame, and and it doesn't doesn't hold him out any longer. He was definitely a, a sleeper pick. Um, you know, a guy that we talked about 
a lot. Brissett's only uh, owned preseason. 40% of ESPN leagues. If he's not owned in your league, go get him right now. He's going to be huge. Yeah. Dorsett is definitely the guy to pick up there. Um, you got Julio Jones uh, still dealing with this, uh, possibly his ankle. Uh, it's just an unspecified injury. Um, although now that I say that, I do think they did come out and say something earlier. Um, maybe not, but uh, strained calf. That's what I heard earlier. Uh, so yeah, it's not considered serious. He he should be fine to play. Um, Brandon Marshall um, is battling a knee injury right now. He's questionable. Uh, he did come back and finish the game versus uh, or with the Jets on on uh, Thursday um, against Buffalo but he didn't practice on Monday, so keep an eye on that. Uh, another Jet that's banged up, Quincy Inunua, I believe is how his name is pronounced. I'm glad he was you pronounced hot... it because I wouldn't have. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was, a, he was a hot pickup, you know, waiver wire darling after week one, um, and now he's battling a rib injury. But, again, he, he should be fine, but it's something that, you know, hopefully he doesn't complicate things by playing on it. Um, you know, if he's not 100% and risk maybe making it worse because rib injuries can linger for a while. Uh, we got Virgil Green, um, tight end for Denver. He's questionable with a left calf. We got Jay Cutler, has a sprained thumb. Um Way to go, Eagles. Two games, two quarterback <laughs> injuries on the opposing team. Elevate defense. One wasn't going. very hard. One was one was RG three. That was uh Well our, yeah. I mean I, I think He does know, it himself. Uh, I, I think Fletcher Cox just sneezed or something on the line the one play and, and RG three fell over and busted his knee. So um but back to Cutler, he uh I think he wanted to take himself out of the game. They were they were talking about that on the radio this morning and and giving him some uh, some guff about it because you know you're in you're in the big leagues. You you want to play. You work your career to get on the field and play. And here's this guy being like, mm, I don't know, guys. Uh, some kind of hurts. Um, I'm just <laughs> going to go ahead and and pull myself out of the game. Uh, you know, it's it's really bad. I don't know. I mean, it's probably just a sprain, but it, I just can't grip the ball, and I don't know. And, but that's that's Dude, a good Did concern. you see that game though? He could not throw yeah. the ball. It was no. terrible. It, it was, and and that's why, like, you know, I I go through that whole spiel of making fun of him, but he knows if he can grip a ball. And if he can't grip the ball, he's going to be in there and he's hurting his team more than he's helping them. So I, I, you know, laugh at him and, you know, make fun of him on one side, but I actually also applaud him on the other and saying, okay, well, I get it. I get why you're doing this. But, you know, 
So we'll see. Brian Hoyer's kind of like last there. night, man. I don't know if you. I was watching the game late last night, the 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 Dodgers Giants game, and uh, Cueto pulled himself out. Um, and it, it, it's surprising to see you. You really don't. You see, you usually see a lot of players try and play through with the pain. He finally took yeah. like he went out to you know pitch the next batter. I, I think he walked the guy or something, and eventually just he just stepped off the mound and was like, "I'm done." He was like, "I can't do this anymore." Like, it, you got like these guys need to be smart about their body. Like, the, you can really damage your career if you like try and push through these injuries like that. You know, maybe a thumb sprain won't end your career if you play through it, but you're hurting yeah. your team. Brian Hoyer's perfectly fine. You know, we've seen oh, him. And in my yeah. opinion, he's the same quarterback as Jay Cutler. He likes to throw the ball into traffic in a stupid situations, 50-50 balls. Alshon Jeffrey is going to be exactly the same type of player. It's fine. Yeah. It's going to be exactly the same. Who cares? Yeah, I'm, I'm not really losing much stock, although I've seen Kevin White dropped a little bit more. Um, oh, that's you know, maybe that's done anything. He hasn't done anything, yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's more of a product of what he hasn't done. Um, but just just saw here on the ticker, Pete Carroll saying Thomas Rawls, um, Doug Baldwin, and Tyler Lockett are all expected to play on Sunday. So that's some good news there for Seahawks. We'll see if it matters or not. Um, Redskins, Deshaun Jackson, knee and ankle, missed practice today. He still uh, has an unknown status for, for this week against the Giants. Um, and uh, another guy we had list did not have listed here, but I saw it pop up, um, was a running back, Matt Forte, after his huge game um, last week. He is now dealing with, uh, I believe it is uh, something with his knee as well. Uh, I don't think it's anything major to worry about. Um, Let up real quick here. Yeah, we got limited in practice today because of a sore knee. So he's still expected to play Sunday against the Chiefs. Not really putting much faith into Bilal Powell just yet. Um, I mean, he's he's really been only handcuff-worthy at this point, if that. Um, Yeah, he hasn't been great. Definitely. I think that's all we got on injuries. Um, let's uh, finish this thing out with our, our week three. Actually, I want to ask you one here. question. Before we, before we close out with all these, oh, these well, injuries, yeah. I want to ask you one question. We talked about all those running backs, and we've all been talking about – I know you haven't been able to jump in the chat, but I've been talking with a lot of the other Fantasy Six Pack crew here about all these different running backs that you can pick up off the waiver wire. So if I had to ask you to rank – and let's talk rest of season value here – um, it, or if you want to give both because it's only like five or six players, you can do like this week's value ranking and then do like rest of season value ranking. So between McKinnon, Artis Payne, Fozzie Whitaker, Ajayi, and Dwayne Washington, let's rank them. Uh, what you got? I think for for both this week and and rest of season, my number one is going to be McKinnon. Um, okay. I just think he's got the best opportunity because we know that, that Peterson's going to be out the whole season. Um, 
Uh, uh, second, I'm going to go with, with Ajayi. I, I think that, again, he's got the talent. He just needs to be given the opportunity. And if he can get that opportunity with Foster going down now and, and Drake being potentially banged up, um, you know, I, I think he's got to be – he's got to make, make some waves in practice to show, hey, I'm here, I'm ready to do this. Um, we all know about Foster's injury history, so he's not going to, you know, he may play, he may not, you know, whatever. He, I'm sure if he comes back even, you know, after the one-week absence, he'll play for another three games and then he'll be out again. Um, Cap and Fozzie, I, I still feel like I kind of like Fozzie better just because I've seen more out of him. Um I'd probably still put Washington above them, especially for this week um, and, and rest of the season. Um, rest of the season, I, I think I'd maybe maybe go with with Fozzie, um, but we'll, we'll got we got to see. I mean, Carolina could be a week to week thing where they say, okay, well this week's going to be Cat, this week's going to be Fozzie, this week's going to be Cat, this week's going to be Tolbert. Uh, you know, what are what are they going to do? So. That that's just a, a revolving door. I feel like there, so I feel like Washington could be have a little more stock, especially if he you know proves himself over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm a little bit different than you. Um, I am I am on McKinnon kind of overall season. I'm I'm still a little nervous there. Dwayne Washington, I, I, I mean, I know earlier I said, you know, I, I think I would take Dwayne Washington first. I mean, I think just because he's more known, I think you got to go with McKinnon. It's a little bit safer, and that's kind of the way I usually play. Dwayne Washington is my number two. Ajay is three, and then it's Fozzie and Cap. Cap's last for me. I mean, he could prove me wrong and totally take over there, but it is just for a few weeks. Um, and, but this week, though, like, honestly, I don't think I'd have McKinnon first just because he plays Carolina. That's a rough one, man. It, you know, maybe Ajay is the first one for this week because he gets Cleveland, and that, that team, that's just going to be a mess of a game. And yeah. getting to that, so we will start with our best and worst fantasy games. And, um, you know, my, my – I'll, I'll start with my bet, my worst. I mean, and – I'm kind of – I've been back and forth with it. I have San Francisco-Seattle written down, but now after all this other news for for Cleveland came out with Coleman getting hurt and, like, the Josh Gordon news and all this stuff, and, I mean, I know he wasn't playing anyway, but it just hangs – it's just a cloud over that team at this point. I'm going with that Miami-Cleveland game. I was thinking about picking it in the first place, but uh, the – I think the Browns are going to be so bad that this game could be really low scoring and it's going to be, you know, it, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a bad fantasy game. It's going to be a boring football game to watch in my opinion. Yeah. I think, um, I, I like both of those games. I actually teetered on picking the, the San Fran Seattle game myself just because of what Seattle's done really more so than San Fran. San Fran's actually not looked completely horrible this year. 
and they're putting up points. So I don't know. Maybe everybody on the team needs to uh, take a knee during the anthem, and and you know it might it might increase their their playing time. Oh, oh wait, no, never mind. Um, but my my worst game is I'm going Chicago at Dallas. Uh, Dallas looked lost against the Giants in Week One. Um, you know they came back and had a had a good win last week. So I think they have some momentum going. Um, Elliott could have a pretty good game. Um, you know, we saw what Matthews did on Monday night uh, in limited amount of carries. His yardage wasn't anything to write home about, but he uh, he had two touchdowns. So I do see some touchdown potential there for Zeke. Um, but I just think this is going to be kind of a – a low scoring game, maybe maybe like a twenty to, to thirteen or something like that. Um Chicago's reeling though. They they gotta get something going. Um and my best game, I've got the Monday night game. I'm sticking with uh sticking with New Orleans here and and, and Atlanta. Um Matty Ice has probably proved you wrong for sure. And uh, and a lot of the a little bit a lot of the a lot of the critics. I mean, he he's come out and he's I think he's the top quarterback right now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, is he really? So I don't I, think I, I even knew that. I haven't looked at this. Uh, wow, he is. <laughs> yeah, jeez. So as I said, he's just proving people wrong, um, and, and he's he's playing some good ball. So. I mean, we've seen well, when you get Tampa Bay and Oakland the first two games of the season, that that'll do it. Uh, after well, this yeah. week, it's Carolina and Denver, then Seattle. So welcome back to Earth, Matt Ryan. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I think it's definitely gonna, game. Yeah, and two of them on the road. So, um, yeah. but I mean, hey, they've only had two. They all have two home games in the first six weeks. So. That bodes well for them towards the end of the season, you know, getting more home games. Um, I just think that's going to be a, a high-scoring game again. Well, said that last week about New Orleans. We saw what happened there. So, we'll see. Yeah, you know, I'll preface this by saying I wanted to pick Atlanta and New Orleans, but just to be different and, you know, so we don't always – so we don't pick the same thing here. Uh, I went – different here and says San Diego and Indianapolis. San Diego surprised me. And even without Keenan Allen, they actually had an offense for once. It was incredible. Um, I kept telling people don't drop Phillip rivers, but have backup just in case. And in some cases I was that person and ended up playing somebody over rivers last week. And that backfired big time on me. Uh, I just didn't, every time Keenan Allen's out rivers just completely vanishes. Um, but, you know, Benjamin looked good. The new guy, um, what's his name? Williams, Tyrell or something like that. Williams, he looked good. Melvin Gordon looked really good. His offense is clicking. And then the Indianapolis is Indianapolis. I don't care how bad Andrew Luck looks at times. And this offensive line is atrocious. The defense can't play. The Colts offense has to score points. So this is going to be a very, very fantasy-friendly game, in my opinion. Um, it's going to be really close to Atlanta-New Orleans. 
So moving on to sleepers and buffs to finish off here. Even though I said this is the worst fantasy game, and <laughs> I did, I did, I did pick this before I ultimately picked this as the worst fantasy game. But I kind of like Tannehill to surprise people this week. Um, it's gonna be without Foster. I think they're going to go back to more of a pass-heavy offense, and you're going to see Tannehill, you know, obviously he didn't really throw it downfield, but we're going to see him open it up a little more. Landry's going to be very involved. Stills is going to be very involved. You're going to see probably Drake and Ajayi out of the backfield a lot. Um, so we're going to see Tannehill surprise some people, and I, I, I bet he finishes in the top ten this week. I can definitely see him having a good game. Quarterback-wise, got Mr. Joe Cool, uh, Jay Flackalicious, um, a.k.a. Joe Flacco. Uh, he, I mean, he's played well so far. Um, Baltimore's 2-0. He's found a real nice connection with, with uh, Mike Wallace, and uh, I, I think Wallace is going to have another good game this week. Um you know, he's definitely got potential to and have a good matchup um, against Jacksonville. But, I, I mean, Jacksonville has just not played well against opposing quarterbacks so far this year. So, I think Flacco is definitely a go-to if you're looking for, you know, a, a flyer or, or a cheap DFS option. Yeah, Flacco's Flacco's definitely interesting this week. Uh, I looked at him, too. Uh, For my running back, I'm going with with Ryan Matthews here. Um, I think – or did I – did I mean to pick him there? I feel like that's the wrong – man, I I was – You got Matthews. I was doing this at 130 in the morning. I kind of think I I put him in the wrong place. Uh, So – I will I will let you go on your running back and okay. then let me double check this is actually who I meant to put here. I might have meant to put him as my bust. Okay. Um I'm going with the guy that we kinda of briefly mentioned earlier but didn't talk too much about strategically, so I could talk about him here. Uh Mr. Matt Asiata. Um I do think that this week is, you know, a bit of a tougher matchup uh with Carolina, but like McKinnon, I think he's got the the ability to, you know, be a, a solid contributor in this two-headed monster running back machine that they're going to have there in many now. And uh, I, I think he's the, the go-to end zone guy. So, you know, I think his yardage and, and carries may not be real high. It might be around 10 to 12 carries. Um, at most, but I think he's going to be the main guy in the red zone. He's a big bruising guy, so I think he can definitely get in there and and make his presence felt. Yeah, so I actually did mean to put Ryan Matthews in my in my bust. I was thinking to myself, he's, he's probably ranked way too high to be considered a sleeper. Um, so my sleeper, I just picked one now. I'll just go with Shane Vereen. Um, going against the Redskins defense, you should be able to chew up yards big time. 
even if Rashad Jennings is playing, I think Shane Vereen just just gobbles up yards and probably scores a touchdown off of some little dump-off pass against the Redskins. Uh, my receiver, who I like as a sleeper, is Michael Thomas. Uh, going back to that Atlanta game, man, I think it's just going to be high scoring. There's going to be touchdowns aplenty. Um, and, and why not? You know, get Michael Thomas involved. Um, you know, we've seen Snead. We've seen Cooks. It's time for Michael Thomas to get one. Um, at least I don't think he has one yet. But it's, um, yeah, it's definitely definitely time for, for Michael Thomas to, to get involved here. Yeah, I, I do like Thomas as well. Um, I'm, I'm waiting for that breakout on his end. Um, but another another good sleeper receiver who I have here is uh, a guy that, that's another younger guy, um, Mr. Will Fuller uh, in Houston. Guy's got back-to-back 100-yard games. Um and, you know, 107 on five receptions and a touchdown in week one against Chicago, 104 on four receptions, no touchdowns against Kansas City, and he's got a really juicy matchup here in New England. So I definitely think he could probably eclipse 100 yards again. I don't know if he will, but um, I do like him this week. Yeah, no, fall is good, man. I, I'm, um, I, I, I do like him a lot. I'm surprised to see him still right that low. Um, Thursday night game, Patriots. Patriots D is kind of stingy, but yeah, it it could it could work out well for him. Uh, On to the bus here. My bus for quarterback. Um, as my second pick for worst fantasy game with Seattle San Fran, I'm going with Wilson, man. He's still ranked really high and I get it. You know, the guy's proven he can get it done. San Fran's defense isn't very good. I'm worried about Wilson, man, that ankle, the offensive line. And he, if he can't scramble off of, you know, away from the pressure uh, with that high, high ankle sprain, I think he's going to struggle again. And we're going to see the Seahawks, you know, even if they win at home, he's going to struggle big time. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm. I think this is a definite teaser game. Um, I could easily see San Fran coming out and winning it. Um, I'm trying to go back and forth to see who I want to pick in this game for my my uh, pick 'em game, but. I, I don't know. Something something's up with them and you know, like I said, I, I, I'm hoping that it's just, you know, reminiscent of the slow start last week or last year, but either way, we'll we'll see what happens. Um but my pick here is uh is Mr. Cam Newton. Um you know, Cam is is a stud no matter how you look at it. But you know, Min Minnesota's defense has looked pretty good against quarterbacks so far this year. Um, you know, they, they had their, their game against Mariota. They still had two touchdowns, um, you know, and 271 yards. Um, but he also had some turnovers. Um, Rodgers only had 213 yards and one touchdown against them last week. Um, 
the game being at Carolina helps Cam, but I just I'm just trying to uh, think outside of the box here and and go go big. Nah, man, contrarian move, big time. I I like it. You know, it, that's more of a DFS kind of like sleeper pick. Like you, you're using Cam Newton in your season long leagues. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but that's like a that's more of like a DFS play. Like don't pay up for Cam Newton. That's I think that's kind of what you're going for there. Um, yeah, definitely. So my running back, I'll go back to it. I had Gurley written down because I guess in my delusional state last night when I was making notes, I put Matthews in my sleeper list and realized I thought I needed another <laughs> bust. But So Gurley's kind of one I'm looking at as a bust, but I don't think that's the surprise pick to anybody at this point, but he's still ranked pretty high. Um, but Ryan Matthews, I think coming off of coming off of what is perceived to be a good game on Monday night um, because he scored twice, he really didn't touch the ball that often, and um, that that worries me. Um, and I believe, yeah, he only had nine carries for thirty-two yards against Chicago yeah. of all Sweet. teams. I mean, Chicago isn't a good defense. He should have done so much more damage against them. Had he not had those two touchdowns, we would have been talking about like what's wrong with Ryan Matthews? Like, why couldn't he get it done? Why'd they abandon the run type of thing? But he scored twice, so everybody just kind of gives him a pass. Um, yeah. You know, Pittsburgh run defense is pretty damn good. And so I think he could really struggle this week against Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm very interested for that game in general. A, being an Eagles fan, B, having a lot of friends who are Pittsburgh fans, and just with both teams being two and zero, oh, I mean, I think it's going to be a it's a very good test for Wentz this early in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. You know, that could be. I think that could be the best game of the week. It's not the best fantasy game of the week, but that that to me could be the best game of the week. So yeah, my, um, it could be interesting. Uh, my running back here, I've got uh, Latavius Murray. Um, I, I like Murray. I think he's had, you know, a good season so far. But just based on the matchup this week and, um, you know, with as well as Carr has been playing and receivers have been playing, I just feel like, Murray's got a, a much tougher contest here with Tennessee. Um, I mean, they've only allowed 156 yards total uh, across the season to running backs. Um, they haven't allowed a single touchdown to running backs yet. So, you know, and it and it's a home game for Tennessee as well. Um, I think they're going to build off of what they did last week at Detroit on the road. And, you know, it's it's obviously a tougher matchup for them. Murray, in my mind, is a better option than, than Detroit's backs. But I just see him having a bit of a down week this week. I mean, he, he hasn't even gotten above 60 yards yet in, on the season. And, you know, the only thing that's kind of carrying him, too, is his touchdown. Um, you know, he, he has one each week. But... I just don't I don't see him having any kind of different game than what he's already done. 
Yeah, but he gets a lot of touches. Out, he gets a lot of touches out of the backfield. Um, he does. Yeah, you know, in, in the passing, but yeah, it, you know, the first two games for them, you're right, has been pretty cake defenses. So yeah, I could see him coming. You know, getting knocked down a peg, definitely going forward. I don't disagree with you there at all. So I'll let you do your let you do your wide receiver, uh, and then and then I'll do my receiver. Um, Looking at uh, Mr. Dez Bryant, again, I'm just kind of going back to my, my worst game of the week. Um, you know, we've seen Dez have a really, really bad game, and, you know, he kind of came back around a little bit more this past week, you know, when he had uh, seven receptions for 102 yards. Still hasn't found the end zone. Um, I mean, Chicago – has a fairly decent um, pass defense, um, so I, I think that they can they can get in his way and limit him. I think you know they may try to focus more on the run, Dallas, and then see what Zeke can do and if they can get him loose, might open some stuff up. But I, I just I just don't like that right now. No, I'm I'm with you there, man. I'm I'm not a big fan of Dez right now. My bust of the week is Stefan Diggs. And I know I just said that, you know, he's been good and I'm I'm willing to, you know, promote him a little bit and say he's a good receiver. But I think because of what he did on a national stage, it's gone a little too far. Um trying to find his rankings right now. Um, but I want to say something ridiculous like 17th for the week or something like that in, in standard leagues, and so it's probably even higher. And um, Diggs is 20th, so people have kind of knocked it back down a little bit once more people have done it on Fancy Pros. Um, but in PPR, uh, I'm going to guess that that's even higher. That'd be my guess. Actually, it's lower. It's 21. Uh, that's kind of weird. Because he has like eight catches both games. Um, that said, I think going against Carolina at Carolina, he's going to be more in that flex range of receivers. He's still good, but, you know, careful there. It is still Sam Bradford <laughs> throwing him the ball. And I know he looked good, but I'm not, I'm not ready to say Sam Bradford's the savior there yet. Um, so that's my bust. Um, got a couple of Twitter questions this week. Let's get to those. Um, I've had a I've had a lot of of questions regarding players here and there. So an interesting one is I was offered Parker, Jordan Matthews, Demarius Thomas, and Frank Gore for. DeAndre Hopkins and Crowell, good or bad? So he'd be giving up Hopkins and Crowell. For who now? For Parker, I'm guessing that's Devontae Parker, who is nothing, who cares? Um, Jordan Matthews, Demarius Thomas, and Frank Gore. So he'd be trading off a wide receiver one, for two wide receiver twos, maybe a wide receiver three, depending on what you think of Demarius and Matthews, and Frank Gore for Crowell. 
Frank Gore for Crowell. I, I don't know who I prefer there. Yeah, I mean, Crowell, Gore. Crowell's been good, but I don't really know. I mean, whatever there. Hopkins is clearly the best player in this deal. My opinion is no, you don't do it. Um, I know. I think I'm pretty sure this guy's in a pretty shallow league. Um, so in these types of leagues, you want to load up on as many stud players as you possibly can. So that sounds like what this other team is trying to do. Um, he's trying to get Hopkins from him. And so I, I don't make the deal. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I could do it either. Um, I mean, Demarius has surprised me a little bit this year with what he's done. Uh, Matthews I do like this year, but, I mean, if, if the – if you can do it, great, but I just don't – I don't know if I want to take on that many players either. I mean, this is like Yeah, I did ask him. Standard... He didn't have to drop anybody somehow. I guess he has open roster spots on his team. I don't know how that worked out, but you know, I was like, well, who would you have to drop? And he said nobody. I was like, okay. So, um, yeah, that's, that's weird to me, but – so last one real quick here, and then we got to go. So roll the dice and trade Edelman and Gates for Doug Martin and Delaney Walker. So obviously we know Doug Martin's out, but, um, you know, what would you have said to this one, you know, just a couple of days ago? I mean, even with him being out, I still think I like that side. Um, I mean, he's you only do? potentially out. I think he's only out three weeks, right? Three to four weeks. So, you know, as long as you have the depth make up for that. I, I, I don't like, like this deal time. at all. I don't like this deal at all. I think you, I think you, I think you hang on to Edelman. Gates is still good. I mean, I know Walker is, you know, obviously the, the best, the better tight end. But I think I think Edelman is the the best player in this deal, especially if it's a PPR league. And Brady's coming back in you know two three weeks. Just I hang on to it. I don't want to take on an injury an injured player. And I also you know especially like we said, Sims could just kind of take over here. So I, I say no to it. I know that probably doesn't help because you say yes. So anyway, that's it for the show, man. Uh, we're running out of time, so. Hope everybody got some good advice for week three. Crazy, crazy free agency period and waiver wire period for fantasy football this week. Um, if you got questions, hit us up on Twitter at fantasy six pack. You are at Applegar. What is it again? Applegar. <laughs> Algar. Yeah, that's right. Applegar Algar. Um, Garth. 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 Whatever. Anyway, it's in the description of the show. So, Hit us up on Twitter, ask us, ask us some questions, uh, along with the rest of the Fantasy Six Pack staff, and uh, hopefully we can help you uh, win your league. All right. Good night, everybody. Talk to you next week. All right. Have a good one.